my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you're all having a fantastic morning today, and I will be running solo. Ted is traveling right now, so I'll be running the show today, and I got a pretty wild show lined up for you. I've been working on it late last night, early this morning. A lot of different health topics we're going to be going over and a lot of current events involving different types of health topics that I'm going to be going over. So buckle up. It's going to be an hour of straight news. So get ready for this one today. And if y'all need anything, you know where to get a hold of us, healthmasters.com, the leading quality supplements in the country at Healthmasters. Be sure if you need anything to give us a call or email us at healthmasters.com, including to check out the product of the week, the vitamin C caps with antioxidants on sale right now. And also be sure to vote for what you want to see when coming up tomorrow. looks like the zinc glycinate and uh, the organic food buckets. Those have been going back and forth during the week, so be sure to vote for what you want to see when coming up tomorrow at healthmasters.com. One of the first things that I saw now, and just kind of try to give everybody a continual heads up about what they're doing with a lot of these lab-grown meats. Not that you guys don't already know about a lot of this stuff, but there's this continual push and ever-growing movement with a lot of these companies to really, really push expansion right now and try to push this stuff out to market. And so it's very important from a health standpoint that everybody at least has the knowledge base to know, hey, this is what's being rolled out right now. You need to look out for it. You need to be aware of it. And I saw another company now has produced the first 3D printed fish. It's interesting now. The cultural meat, cultured meat is gaining momentum with some of the largest production facilities under construction. Last month, an Israeli company called Stakeholder Foods announced it had 3D printed ready-to-cook fish fillets using cells grown in a bioreactor. And they, they used a 3D bioprinter to dish out this fish fillet that they then go in and bread and uh, put in packaging and it's ready for you to buy. Stakeholder Foods takes the harvested cells and adds them to a biolink that contains plant-based ingredients. The layer of cells are put down one after another. The fillet growing until it looks like the photo above. I'll put the link on the website so you guys can look it up. And uh, yeah, it's got this fillet with this flaky texture of completely cell-grown plant based 3d printed fish doesn't look appetized to me at all once you start reading about it and what's ironic about this and i you guys do your own research on this it's very strange because stakeholder foods is another israeli owned company that's using this 3d printed ready to cook fish fillet manufacturing project well then if you guys recall i told you guys a few months back about the largest meat uh, lab-grown meat facility in the world or essentially in the u.s being put up in north carolina with israeli-based company believer meats as they're commencing and building the first largest fish uh basically animal fake animal lab meat culturing facility in the u.s and what's interesting about this is every time i keep doing more research and you guys can do the same you guys come to your own conclusion this is very strange but the vast majority of the companies that are producing these cell lab-grown meats are all based out of Israel, which is very strange because they're not manufacturing or producing or putting any of these facilities in their own country or, for that matter, in the Middle East whatsoever. They're all being put here in the United States to start manufacturing this stuff here to feed it to us, 
you do what you want with that information, but I find it very strange. And uh, so, again, something to be aware of and to continually look out for this because there's more and more of this stuff that's coming out there. They said the type of fish used for this fillet is grouper for the lab-grown grouper, which is quite irritating because I love fresh wild-caught grouper. I've gone deep-sea fishing many times, and I love it. I love fresh grouper. I love red snapper. And the fact that they're using this now, and so I guess the battle is going to be making sure that you really read where your fish is coming from if you're buying this stuff and really make sure you do some research in the company that you're looking at, especially if you're going out to eat now. And I can pretty much tell you the problem with this is majority of uh, companies as far as restaurants, you know, you're probably not going to know. They're going to say grouper on the menu. They're going to say salmon. As you guys know, they have GMO salmon now they've been producing, and now they're just going to start rolling this stuff out. Uh, this is probably going to be mainly affecting like sushi bars and other companies and other restaurants that are selling, you know, pretty much this pre-made fish, you know, fish fillets and other things. If you're going actually to, you know, dive bars where you're going right on the side of the ocean and they got fresh fish and they're bringing it up and they're filleting it right on the dock, which is fantastic if you've ever been to one of those before and you're eating it, I mean, right out fresh, you know, an hour or two caught. Most of those individuals and restaurants aren't going to go along with this abomination but a lot of the restaurants inland and stuff that basically already has stuff prepackaged and ready to go yeah be on the lookout for that very very aggressively and also too now i told you guys yesterday target is under massive attack for good reason by uh, conservatives and a lot of representatives as far as republicans and now celebrities are actually starting to talk about this now as far as target completely and totally going entirely too far with their push and agenda to hypersexualize young children and push them in this direction of this transgender model that they're trying to portray as this new cool thing it's the current thing and i told you guys yesterday i told my wife last night she didn't believe me she had to look it up i said you know the pride section in target now has tuck friendly one-piece swimwear for children and infants and that beyond itself is so bizarre. The fact that that's even being manufactured and listed as that, not to mention the fact that Target's actually even selling this perverted stuff. And again, it shows you what they're trying to do to the young children and why I have said so many times you have to be so cautious on what your kids are being exposed to right now. And by all means, my opinion I wouldn't touch Target with a 10-foot pole with one of my dollars. It's so easy to make change with voting with your dollar. I've said it repeatedly. We've seen it again. You see what's happened now with Bud Light, and their moronic behavior has cost them billions of dollars now, essentially, in market share. And the thing that I think a lot of people fail to realize, especially in the conservative arena, and even individuals that just are tired of this insane woke culture, is that the majority of the United States does not want to go along with this agenda, even if people aren't vocal about it, even if they're not really standing up for much of it. A lot of people don't really want to go along with it, much less hear about this stupid stuff on a regular basis. But yet so many people don't want to deal with any conflict or don't want to be slightly inconvenienced by anything. So they continue to give their money to companies like Target and Disney and so forth because, well, it's just easier to go along to get along and they don't want to have any issues and they don't want to be inconvenienced. This is probably one of the worst ideologies you can possibly maintain as a conservative or as a Christian or as a patriot, and the list goes on. 
Because as you see now, the left, even as a small minority of these communists and these perverts that are running around, they are making sure they are incredibly active with who they support, who they push, what they talk about, and their beliefs and stance. And that's one of the things that I've really encouraged a lot of people. I say, why are you so concerned about offending someone that absolutely does not care about offending you? If you tell them I'm diametrically opposed to this transgender ideology being taught to children, and they go, well, you're a homophobic, you're transphobic, you can't say that. Why can't I say that? You're talking about pure perversion and telling me that you have a right to talk to my children about it, and I (laughs) completely disagree with you. That's your right. That doesn't make you scared of anything. That doesn't make you a racist or a hate monger or anything like that. It just means you disagree with what they're saying, and you have a right to do so. People are going to disagree. People are not going to go along with certain things. They're not going to agree with certain values, and they may be bigoted towards certain ideas that they're diametrically opposed to. That is okay. The concept that the left has a right to say anything, do anything, push anything, promote anything at all down their line, but if you say anything against it or disagree with it, you are somehow this hate-mongering, neo-Nazi racist skinhead which they try to portray. Is ludicrous. It's ludicrous at even the most basic form. So I encourage you, continue to do your own research. Be informed. Be strong in whatever you're convicted about, whatever it is. I'm not telling you what to be convicted about. I'm just telling you if you don't agree with something, stand up for it. Also, too, I mean, for example, clear-cut example right now, Florida is now under attack again. You guys know a couple weeks ago, the Alphabet Group, the LGBTQRS plus PP, whatever they add on every single week. I can't keep up with it. They went and said that they've issued a warning for people coming down to Florida because it's basically a hate state now is what they're claiming You know, to people that are trans. No, I'm not, I don't hate anybody. I'm just diametrically opposed to having individuals try to groom young children and promote perversion and do drag show. In front of young children, not a, not about that, and the vast majority of Floridians are not about that either. So, that's your choice if you don't want to come to Florida. Well, now the NAACP has gotten a hold of Florida, and they have now issued a travel advisory to the state of Florida, saying that Florida's aggressive attempts to erase Black history and restrict diversity, equity, inclusion programs in Florida schools has made Florida openly hostile towards African Americans. Before traveling to Florida, please understand the state of Florida devalues and marginalizes the contributions and challenges faced by African Americans and other communities of color. This is, I'm quoting what they said. I don't know if anybody has been to Florida, but Florida is very diverse. Go down to Miami. Yeah, I mean, you figure that out real quick. Down to South Florida, down to Jacksonville, down to Tampa. Where they're coming up with this is, again, pure propaganda. What they're doing is if Florida as a whole doesn't go along with things like critical race theory being taught in school where they literally teach children, if you're born white, you should be ashamed of being white. You should be ashamed of it. doesn't matter. You're white. You need to be ashamed of it, and you need to atone for your sins of your ancestors. Not even discussing the fact that a large portion of everybody in Florida now is probably from different countries, including my family's from Germany. Had nothing to do with the Civil War here, but yet this is the propaganda they push on these young children. This is what they've talked about. This is not going to be promoted in schools because not only is it direct racism, it doesn't help anything when it comes to race relations in school systems. 
telling one race that they should be sad and mad and atone for sins of something that occurred 150, almost 200 years ago, is suddenly now what's being promoted in school instead of real true education. Again, it's more propaganda. So I don't know what the NAACP is doing right now, running their mouth like this. But again, it just shows you that Florida has been constantly under attack, especially after COVID. You know, I went to a uh, comedian uh, comedy show a couple weeks ago in Tampa. John Christ, a Christian comedian, really funny guy, does a lot of jokes on the whole woke culture and just constantly pokes fun at just the continual moronic behavior of current society. It was pretty funny. And he was he's been doing a tour around the US and he comes out there and he's, you know, kind of joking on Tampa a little bit. And he goes, you know, he's like, I'm I'm kind of glad, you know, this whole thing with uh, I'm actually really glad that this whole thing with COVID's over. And he goes, oh, wait, hold on a second. I forgot I'm in Florida. All right, guys, here's what happened. A couple of years ago, there was this thing called COVID that came out. I know you guys don't know about it. And people were actually wearing masks in other parts of the country. And he was just making jokes about it because Florida you know, didn't comply with a lot of stuff, even though we still did have a lot of really stupid stuff that happened in Florida during COVID. But he was poking fun of it because, again, Florida was poised to the rest of the country as we were this like – rebellious stepchild that didn't want to listen to anything. And for the most part, we were, and we did just fine. Well, ironically enough, Florida has been under current attack, yet, yet, (laughs) the growth of Florida has been exponential with vast majority of liberal states dumping into Florida now to move here because I guess it's the new current thing to move to Florida. Ironically enough, now there's a video that just came out last night from a Democratic strategist and talking head from MSNBC Isha Mills, she has now claimed that Florida is a terrorist state. (laughs) Not joking you. This is what she said here. She said Florida is now openly hostile towards American, African-Americans, people of color, and LGBTQ alphabet group individuals. She claimed the travel advisory comes in direct response to the aggressive attempts to erase black history. And this ever motive, clear motive, I highly recommend people stay away from Florida. And I think about other people who don't want to travel there either. I think it's very clear on the behalf of the NAACP. I thank them for issuing this broad guidance as Florida pretty soon is about to be a terrorist state. Now we're a terrorist state. I mean, come on. Can you keep going any further down the list of arbitrary statements you're going to keep making about Florida? Oh, we're anti-COVID. We're anti-vax. We're anti-alphabet group. We're anti-black. Now we're a terrorist state. It just, I mean, they're just going through the book. They're just flipping a page every single day. And shuffle the deck. The next card is, uh, and they are a patriot state. And now they're a domestic terrorist state. And they're a hate state. I mean, this just it's just getting stupid. But again, it shows you what happens exactly what I just said a couple minutes ago, where the leftist communist groups say anything they want, make any declaration as inflammatory, as derogatory, as insulting as it is about anything they disagree with. And if you counter any of it with facts, you're automatically a terrorist state now. <laughs> Can't make this stuff up. So again, this is why it's so important. To understand where both sides are bringing this stuff. That's why a lot of times I'll pull articles and I'll pull stuff up from CNN and from NBC just to see where the propaganda is really pushing from so I can understand both sides and then be able to bring more accurate information to the general population, including my listeners and my health masters, friends and family on a regular basis to keep the truth rolling out there. For example, like we talked about earlier this uh, last week when dad talked about it. This Dr. Monica now, who's going to be the new NIH director, 
she ranked in $290 million with 116 grants from Pfizer between 2015 and 2021. Just a few months ago, October 22, she was named the 16th director of the National Cancer Institute. Now she's director of the NIH. I mean, you can't have any more conflict of interest than this. 116 grants from Pfizer? Excuse me, 116 grants? Oh yeah, nothing to see here. Give me director of NIH. I'm sure she won't be. She won't be, uh, you know, moved to approve anything from Pfizer whatsoever when they start rolling out more RNA gene therapy shots and tell everybody it's safe and effective. I'm sure she'll be just completely unbiased about that topic. <laughs> Come on, guys. Really. Also, to in other news, this is interesting. Top of the NIH doing stupid stuff. Uh, they are now enrolling volunteers in early stage trial for RNA based universal flu vaccines because, you know, COVID wasn't enough. The RNA shot wasn't enough. They've only rolled out with six shots now. Now we've got to do a um, RNA flu vaccine, which I told you was coming soon. They have 50 volunteers ages 18 to 49 in phase one trial at Duke University. And this is what they said, and I quote, a universal influenza vaccine would be a major public health achievement and would eliminate the need for both annual development of seasonal influenza vaccines as well as the need for patients to get a flu shot each year, said acting NIAID director Dr. Hugh Ankloss. And between 2010 and 2020, he said there was roughly 140 to 710,000 people hospitalized from the flu and between 12,000 to 52,000 deaths from the flu annually, according to the CDC. And this shot will change the game and bring in a universal flu vaccine. Now, here's the part that I got to I got to got to contradict this. OK, they told us from the very beginning that covid shot, the first monovalent shot was safe and effective. That was a lie. They told us that it was going to basically prevent people from getting COVID, prevent people from transmitting COVID, and prevent people from being hospitalized from COVID, all of which was also a lie. Then they said, well, we've got new variants. you got to get your booster shot. Oh, we've got a bivalent shot now for the next variant. And we've got the new variant. We've got the next Transformer Omicron variant. This one's even bigger than the worst, than the last one. Worse than the last one. Now we've got the Transformer 2.0 Windows 95 upgraded version. you got to get shot now. We're going on like six shots now for COVID. So why in the world do you possibly think they're going to roll out a universal flu shot that A, would be safe and effective, and B, would be something that you wouldn't need to get a flu shot each year? They're going to roll this thing out and say, oh, you got to get your, you know, your annual flu shot, your biannual flu shot. Oh, you've got to get your quarterly flu shot now. Keep rolling them out. While, again, guarantee you 100%, once this shot gets emergency use approval or regular approval from the corrupt FDA, they will put it on the childhood shot schedule just like they have with this RNA gene therapy shot that we're seeing now have severe side effects with these young children and pregnant women who are giving birth. I'll talk to you about an article that here in a minute. But this is what they're working on, and ironically enough, you know, you have Johnson and Johnson. Their vaccines now have officially expired after two years. They're now saying that the Johnson and Johnson uh, is throwing away twelve and a half million doses now. They're throwing away. By the way, you and I paid for so nice, uh, nice wasteful project we had on that one. They did the same thing with Pfizer. Did the same thing with uh, AstraZeneca. The same thing with Moderna. Uh, we bought them. We paid for them with taxpayer dollars. Pharmaceutical companies made insane, obscene amounts of money. The shareholders made a lot of money, including Fauci. 
And uh, yeah, now we don't need them anymore, so we're gonna head out. You know, just throw those in the trash. Nothing to see here. Don't worry about that. Not uh, not nah, nah. We're not gonna bring that up at all. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Ironically enough, is what I was saying a second ago. This is very sad, very creepy at the same time. This article has come out from the Who, and it's been it's on. Um, uh, let me see here. Multiple articles now have been bringing this out. Yeah, the World Health Organization just issued a report that one baby has died along with eight more have been admitted to intensive care in a mysterious cluster of myocarditis. And a total 15 newborns in Wales and southwest England have been struck down with severe myocarditis. Guys, I said newborns. You didn't hear me the first time. Newborns. Kids aren't even rolling out RNA shots yet. Six months. These are newborns. Now, from the research that I've been finding and the research that I've told you about now for almost a year and a half, two years, we've seen very, very clear-cut research that women that are pregnant that get the RNA gene therapy shot have an enormously higher account of stillbirth abortions, miscarriages, health problems, babies, there's issues with newborns, and now suddenly – as you've seen, Southwest England and Wales has been super hardcore about the last bivalent shot over the last six to eight months. We're now seeing random sporadic issues with myocarditis in newborns. The health chiefs at the World Health Organization have been spooked by the unusual spike in cases over such a short period of time. It goes on further to say here, the WHO, which issued the alert last night, labeled the cluster unusual. Out of the affected babies, one has died, eight were treated in intensive care, and they were put on a uh, ventilator and received circulatory support. Details on the remaining six cases have not been published. Now, here's where the part that gets interesting in this article. PCR testing of nine of the children confirmed that they were infected with introvirus. Introvirus usually causes only mild illnesses but can affect newborns and young children more severely. No specific antiviral therapy is available for introviruses, so treatment focuses on preventing complications. Now, you've got to ask yourself a question. And again, this is just speculation, but clearly we've seen some <laughs> very clear-cut research. Why in the world are we seeing newborns come down with myocarditis? This is not normal. This is not never been normal and the fact they're now trying to claim that suddenly all these kids are getting this intro virus my opinion you guys do your own research on this from my own these kids have a massively weakened immune system with their mother getting the shot i can almost guarantee you i would bet money on it i can't i cannot um, confirm it because i've not been able to, i've looked i've not been able to get the information but i can guarantee you, I would put money on it, that every single one of these mothers that gave birth to these children that are coming down with myocarditis, every single one of them has been injected with RNA gene therapy. That's my opinion. I'd bet money on it. Again, if you, if you disagree, that's perfectly fine. Do your own research as well. I've been trying to find it. If I find information on that, I will share it with you. But this is no longer a coincidence. This is no longer, uh, you know, it's just ah, kind of an accident. Nothing to see here. Move along. No, there's clearly something that's going on. We know it. We knew it from the beginning. We talked about it in detail. That is why we were so adamant about natural approaches and natural nutrition with considering the fact that nothing was talked about in mainstream media. It was so frustrating. I mean, I've said this before, and I'll say it again, and I know I'm repeating myself. You knew at the beginning of COVID when nobody on mainstream television 
would allow anything to be discussed about vitamin C or D3. And anything that got brought up on social media was immediately pulled down and banned. When there was no viable option. Remember the time they didn't, oh, you need to shelter in place and wear a mask and shut down your business. What about my immune system? Oh, no, no, no. Don't worry about your immune system. We're working on RNA gene therapy for that. You just hold tight. Don't worry about your immune system. Eat as much junk as you want. Eat as much sugar as you want. Eat as much high fructose corn syrup as you want. Do whatever you want. Live any way you want. Get as obese as you want because it's fine. We're coming with a safe and effective shot. That's literally what they implied. Nothing about nutrition. Nothing about dietary guidelines. Nothing about sunlight. Nothing about exercise. Nothing about fresh air. Nothing. The silence was deafening from the mainstream media and social media sites. Yet – we see the research is repeatedly concluded about how effective these nutrients are. It's interesting to me. I watched a video, and I'll post the link. It's on Brighteon, and it's from Dr. Uh, Mike Yeadon, who was one of the former vice presidents of Pfizer. And this is a very interesting video. And again, I, don't, I can't confirm everything he says. This is what he is stating in this video. You guys can watch it. And, uh, but again, he was an extremely high Pfizer executive. And he blatantly said, and I will quote, this is what he said in this video. He said, there was never a viral pandemic of a novel pathogen. I don't believe there has been a novel case of significant illness and death other than our government's response to the fake pandemic. Now, again, this is his opinion, what he's saying. This is not me saying this. This is a former Pfizer executive, Dr. Michael Yeadon. This is what he is saying. He went on to say, the deaths that we saw, I'm afraid, were medical malpractice at best and murder at worst. Basically, we were lied to from the very beginning. The former Pfizer executive said health authorities lied about the public health emergency as well as the necessity and usefulness of the measures to address COVID-19. He went on to say, and I quote, they lied to us about absolutely everything. They lied to us about the magnitude of the public health emergency, which never existed. They lied to us about the necessity of having measures like lockdowns, mass testing, social distancing, masks, and the list goes on. He goes into detail to discuss about the PCR test and the absurdity of the COVID-19 lockdowns based on the test. And what he basically says in a nutshell, and I'll bring this in a synopsis, is that at the beginning phase of COVID, and again, this is what he is asserting. Not, this is not my, my statement. This is what he is asserting, is that there was no true bioweapon that originally came out. The bioweapon was the shot. Essentially, there was a flu that was around. That's why SARS-CoV-2 was never isolated in testing of people that were basically testing positive. Remember, all they did was tell everybody, it's a PCR test. You tested positive, which they've blatantly shown now will pick up on any viral particulate matter, period. That's why you had people that had no symptoms, and they test positive three, four, five, six times. Elon Musk even called this out in Twitter in 2020. They tested positive and negative back and forth, back and forth, back and forth in the same two days. This is what he's bringing up, and he says the entire point was to raise the cases, to bring people in the hospital, to put them on on remdesivir, and put them on a ventilator. There's a reason why they massively incentivized the hospitals to have COVID deaths. There's a reason why they were getting upwards of sixty to eighty to sometimes a hundred thousand dollars, depending on the process of treatment for COVID patients. There's a reason why you had them swabbing people post mortem after vehicle deaths and putting down that they were positive. One of the Florida independent news agencies up in uh, St. Cloud, if I remember correctly, off the top of my head, I remember when it came out, they went in and they looked at the COVID deaths on their roster. And one of them 
was a motorcycle fatality. The driver on the motorcycle, unfortunately, was driving. Somebody pulled out in front of them. He hit them. He was killed on the scene. He came into the hospital, basically dead. They swabbed him post-mortem in the morgue, and he tested positive on a PCR test. They put down cause of death, COVID box. Again, $20,000 checkbox right there. And the independent journalist came out and said, what is, what is, what is this? What, you have a motorcyclist who died in a motorcycle accident that comes to the hospital dead and you put them down as a COVID death? Oh, that was just a mistake. That was an accident on there. Uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't an accident at all. It was intentional to continually raise the numbers. At what point in history have we ever tested people for a virus after they were killed in a vehicle accident? The answer is never. You ever heard of somebody getting tested for the flu in the morgue after they were dead? No, because it makes no sense. It's irrelevant. You look at them, you do an autopsy, it's a vehicle death. They basically are dismembered or they're severely injured, and that was the cause of death. You're not going to sit there and say the flu killed them because they got cut in half in a car accident while they're on their motorcycle. This ludicrous. Nothing about that makes sense. And this is what he talks about in this video is that the entire thing was set up to roll out the COVID shot. And I thought about it. I thought, you know, it's interesting because I knew a lot of people that were getting sick here and there and we were helping people get through a lot of stuff. But the vast majority of people that I knew that took supplements and took care of themselves, they bounced right back out of it. And it's interesting because the cases in 2021 got more severe than in 2020. Yet we were told repeatedly that 2020 was when the virus hit everybody. Well, what came out in December 2020? The first rollout of the Pfizer shot. And I've told you guys this story multiple times. I'm extremely healthy. I'm up on my supplements on a regular basis. I virtually never get sick. I flew down to Miami with a friend of mine, not a commercial, with a friend of mine, to go look at a vehicle down there at a dealership with a, with a car salesman that I knew. I was not around anybody. This was in August of 2021. I was very cautious about who I was around because I didn't know who had been injected with this RNA shot. It was real funny about it. But I rode in the car with this guy, very close quarters, as the salesman, and he had told me that he had been sick repeatedly, but they was not, he was not testing positive for the flu or COVID or anything in the hospital. He was up to date on his second booster shot he had just gotten, and basically he couldn't figure out why he was feeling so ill. And I'm sitting there in my head the whole time while I'm driving the car. I'm like, okay, this, this test drive's over. I wish you would have explained this to me and told me this before I got in the car with you. And he was the only person I had any direct contact with. The next day I got home, I was sick as a dog. And I definitely, I mean, I lost my taste. I lost my smell. I was coughing and hacking for about two or three days. Hammered the C, the D, the zinc, threw in some ivermectin. And I did the show. I never missed a show. On if you guys can go back and rewind to August 2021. Yet, about five days, I was able to bounce back, and I had some fatigue. And other than that, I was good. But ironically, that was the only person I had direct contact with who blatantly told me verbatim that he had just gotten his second booster shot from Pfizer. But he couldn't figure out why he was still feeling so horrible all the time. That is what Dr. Michael Yeen is stating, that essentially the actual bioweapon was the shot. Again, you make your own decision on that. Come to your own conclusion. I'm just bringing the information that I'm finding. Also, too, on top of that now, we're seeing – I saw another research study that's coming out, and it's discussing how there's massive cancer that's arising among younger people around the world. They said the number of people under 50 with cancer is increasing in countries with numerous different types of tumors. They said the rise in steepest in bowel cancer, but an increase in incidence is happening with tumors nearly in all major organs of the body. This is alarming. It's made a top priority for research in a joint UK-US cancer funding review earlier this month. 
The trend is being seen in many different types of cancer in high, middle, and low-income countries, suggesting it should be seen as an emerging global epidemic. They said the figures for bowel cancer are the most alarming, with about a 50% rise in people aged 25 to 49 since the 90s in the UK. There's a similar pattern in the US, Canada, Australia, South Korea, several European countries, including Sweden, Finland, the Netherlands. Another cause for concern is some of these cancers that are rising in people under 50 seem to be more aggressive than those in older people, which is very odd. They said if people are developing tumors in their 20s and 30s, it's probably because of things they've been exposed to in their childhood or perhaps even while they're in utero. The most obvious suspicion is the increase in cases is something to do with our diet. 14 cancer types that are on a massive rise that have been recorded in under 50s, eight of them, over half, involve some part of the digestive system. This is more than likely due to the enormous amount of sugar, fat, ultra-processed food, and refined carbohydrates such as white bread and lack of fiber. Studies are suggesting that people who are overweight or obese have also a much higher rate of certain cancers. And now the reason why I'm bringing this up is because – and I'm not just relating this to the COVID shot. What I'm saying is this is exactly what I went into detail yesterday about the preservatives and toxins that are being funneled into the food on a massive ongoing basis. This is why I laughed hysterically when Fauci and all the other bobblehead goons got on national television and they continually told us it was for our safety and our protection. Yet they continually allow some of the most vile, toxic compounds known to man to be saturated in the vast majority of food that's on the shelf of your supermarket. But yet they tell us it was all about health and safety for our protection during COVID. Guys, you can't talk out of both sides of your mouth. I mean, I guess you can, but you're going to get called out for it. It's what I've done for years in conversations. When you talk to somebody and they say one thing and they turn around and say something completely different to somebody else and their actions are completely different from both things they're saying, you're dealing with a man that's double-minded in his speech. Don't trust anything he says, period. This is what we've been watching. This is why I was so adamant about vitamin C from the very beginning. That's why we put together the vitamin C antioxidant formula that's on sale for product of the week today with the quercetin in as well because quercetin is a massive nutrient that helps out as far as with helping out not necessarily fight cancer but help out with as an antioxidant and can help with that as well, but also helps out tremendously with the immune system, which helps fight off everything. There's an article here I'll post on the website, and it goes into detail as talking about vitamin C. It's an essential water-soluble nutrient that evidence shows helps protect fat-soluble vitamin E as well in individuals with inflammatory conditions that affect the lungs and gastrointestinal tract. The title of this article is How Vitamin C is Effective in Treating Inflammatory Issues. It says vitamin C is a crucial component also in the treatment of septus developed by Dr. Paul Merrick that lowered the risk of mortality from 40% to 8% in one study and has demonstrated effectiveness in pediatric sepsis as well with vitamin C treatment. Most mammals can synthesize their own vitamin C. However, humans must get it from their diet. This is crucial you understand this. Vitamin C is not synthesized in human beings. Dogs, for instance, that's why I've had people ask me, can I give my dog vitamin C to treat Cam? So it's not going to do anything, though. It's really not going to do anything. They synthesize their own vitamin C. They don't need to take external vitamin C. Human beings, completely different. We have to take it on a regular basis, and it's a water-soluble nutrient. I mean, you have to continually keep it in your body. It doesn't just store up. You can't take 10,000 milligrams of vitamin C, and you're good for the next month. For example, like with D3, you build up D3 levels, you can taper down the dosage some. That's why our 10,000 K2 is so effective because you can build it up, get your blood levels checked, see where they're at, and continue with a maintenance protocol. Vitamin C doesn't do that. It's like B vitamins. 
It's constantly flushed out of your system. Studies have suggested that vitamin C may be used alongside other conventional medical treatments to lower the risk of also heart injury after cardiac procedures and regular use of vitamin C supplement can shorten the length of the common cold, research has shown. Also, too, according to the National Cancer Institute, and this goes right back into what I'm talking about with the massive influx of cancer across the globe. Vitamin C is becoming less and less and less in our diet. The food we eat, I mean, don't expect anything out of that anymore, even organic food. And vitamin C nutrients and supplementation is becoming less because people essentially think that they can do anything they want now, eat anything they want, and simply a drug's going to fix it. But according to the National Cancer Institute, chronic inflammation can increase your risk of DNA damage and lead to cancer. Evidence is also growing that inflammation is a critical component of the progression of cancer, and the microenvironment of cancer cells is largely orchestrated by inflammation. The longer the chronic inflammation goes on, the higher the risk of development of cancer cells and tumors. Early studies have suggested that vitamin C could be a candidate for cancer treatment, but researchers are still unsure how cancer cells can uptake or metabolize vitamin C. More recently, in a paper published in 2020, this one's very interesting, by the National Cancer Institute, the writers chronicled the history of vitamin C, including in cancer treatment. They went on to conclude, this is a quote from the conclusion in this research study in 2020, importantly, these preclinical studies provide a clear rationale and potential biomarkers that may help personalize the therapeutic approach and identify patient populations that are likely to respond to high-dose vitamin C therapy. Since the mechanisms of action of vitamin C are becoming better defined, we can propose vitamin C combinations in a more rational, hypothesis-driven manner. In addition, Given the current high financial cost of new cancer drugs, it seems rational to improve the effectiveness of current therapies by studying their clinical interactions with vitamin C. In our view, the implementation of the treatment paradigm could provide benefits with many cancer patients. Did you hear him talk about this during COVID? Hmm? No, you didn't hear anything about this during COVID. Still don't hear anything about this research study. It's one of the only shows that brings these studies up. I'll post a whole research study on the website with all the different links. You can look it up on the website and read about it. I encourage you to do that on a regular basis. That's why we spend so much time putting the links to these articles on the website so you can look them up for yourself. But they're blatantly saying right here that vitamin C needs to be studied more in conjunction with cancer patients because it's so effective. This is the reason why I encourage so many people to stay on supplements on a regular basis even like i said earlier even if it's you know you're trying to keep it on a budget like with the vitamin c run a capsule a day just capsule a day, 600 milligrams of capsule with quercetin for one capsule you got it on deck if you need it you start getting sick you start getting a sore throat start getting run down bump up two with each meal three times a day that's the dosage that i found the micro dosing works great that's 1200 milligrams basically three times a day and you take it with food you very rarely have any type of bowel issues as far as with diarrhea because it will cause that in high doses there's no question about that but if you take it with food and you take the buffered vitamin c like we have you continually increase your dosage all day long and have at least like i said 3600 milligrams of vitamin c great dosage great uh, response from it and great uptake especially with the quercetin so be sure to check that out and please my friends continue to stay healthy and strong there is no question whatsoever that there is a war on for our health right now. When you're starting to see this massive increase of cancer, massive health problems all across the globe, and yet people in the medical field, the ones that are either willfully ignorant 
or knowingly complicit, they sit there and scratch their head and go, we don't know why this is happening. How could this possibly be occurring? Maybe if everything wasn't sprayed with doggone herbicides like glyphosate every single day all across these crops and all across these fields, maybe we wouldn't see a problem with this. Maybe the research has clearly shown that glyphosate is directly linked to cancer in multiple studies, back to back to back to back to back. Even payouts and lawsuits have awarded patients who have come down with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and other types of cancer with direct exposure to Roundup. They have been paid and they have won in cases because the research shows glyphosate causes cancer. Yet, it's sprayed on virtually almost everything we eat that's not organic and served to us on a platter like it's dog poo and we're told to call it caviar. They're growing plastic basically out of the ground with toxic chemicals. Now, to take it a step further, they want to do lab-grown beef and chicken and fish. Leave the fish alone, terrorist. Can't we just have wild-caught salmon? Why you guys got to brew it up in a lab? Clearly, there's an agenda to this, and they're trying to say, well, it's, it's all about having sustainable harvest. We don't want to knock out the fish population. Guys, the entire aspect of sustainability, yes, I understand. There's a lot of things we can do and be less wasteful. There's 100% about that. When we talk to China and India about their massive pollution that, by the way, doesn't just stay in their country. It goes around the entire globe. Why don't we talk to them first instead of trying to pretend like the United States is literally going to atone for the sins of every other country if we all suffer here by eating lab-grown, plant-based, canola oil-ridden, soybean-grown meat that's unbelievably toxic for everybody. You think, <laughs> you think the cancer rates are going up right now? You think the health problems are going up right now? You just wait and see till you have a lot of these hardcore leftist yuppies that want a virtue signal by eating their lab-grown meat, and they start eating it all the time so they can post it on Instagram and TikTok and brag about how good they are for the environment and how good a people they are because they drive their electric vehicle around to their store so they can go buy their lab-grown meat. Just wait. Just wait and see what happens with the health department and the hospitals in the next five to ten years if people actually start eating this stuff. Yet, hey. We're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the debt ceiling every single day. We already know, like Tad talked about yesterday with the United States. I mean, the, the, the level of theater here on a regular basis is – it's mind-boggling to me how many people go along with it. I mean, we have the FBI, who is a, a true rogue terrorist organization in the United States. They intentionally plot terrorist attacks so they can pretend to foil them so they can then go in and say, we could pat ourselves on the back. We stopped this guy from planting the C-4 bomb and blowing up a bridge, even though we're the ones who solicited him, we're the ones who funded him, and we're the ones who gave him the fake C-4. But hey, we, we, we stopped the terrorist act, so everybody has to understand we're, we're really important. We're kind of a big deal. You know, we're, we're really, we really do our job. The FBI is completely and totally corrupt from the top down. Now, there's probably still some good people. I mean, we've seen this now with some of these whistleblowers that have come out now with some of these hearings. If anybody has gotten an eye-opening experience, why don't you watch some of these videos that they've talked about? Now, why do you think they're trying to cover all this up with the Durham report and the FBI corruption with the debt ceiling every single day? Why do you think they're constantly trying to put more theater out in front of everybody because they don't want to realize how unbelievably corrupt the FBI is? It's really time our do-nothing Congress actually does something. And they'd start doing some serious changes because, quite frankly, the FBI has blatantly turned into the new Gestapo. I mean, we're watching that now. 
I mean, there's no question about it. I mean, you've got the TSA now that now is bragging about rolling out. I mean, TSA is just another branch of DHS. DHS is just a branch off from the FBI. They're all intermingled. They all work with one another. Same thing with the NSA, same thing with the CIA. They're all complicit together. It forms the deep state. Do your research. Facial recognition programs being rolled out at another 16 major U.S. airports as TSA continues to brag about this new platform. Washington, Atlanta, Boston, Dallas, Denver, Detroit, Biloxi, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Miami, Orlando, Phoenix, Salt Lake City, and San Jose. The new biometric surveillance program includes newly installed kiosk equipped with cameras. When a passenger approaches the kiosk, they must insert their government-issued ID into the designated slot, then the passenger must hold their face still and look into a camera while facial recognition technology scans their face to match the biometrics with their ID. After the person's face is scanned and approved, a TSA agent signs off on the screening without having to manually check the person's ID. According to TSA, the program is just intended to speed up the check-in process and verify people's identity with utmost accuracy. Now, Here's the contradiction that I have to point out right now with the level of insanity that we're currently watching with active situations. Funny, okay? Legal, law-abiding citizens flying domestically inside the United States have to be subjected to facial recognition systems with their, in my opinion, they're having their iris scan too. This is an iris scan and facial recognition scan, full recognition scan, along with their ID to make sure you are who you are because you want to fly from Biloxi to Miami. But yet, if you come at the southern border with no ID, no passport, no social security number, can't even speak English, have no idea where you are, hey, man, come on in. Don't worry about it. We'll get you worked out. Come to the United States. No ID, no name, no passport, no social, no nothing. Don't even know if you exist. Don't even know if you're a terrorist. Don't even know who you are. Dude, don't worry about it. Come on in. We got you. Here's some food stamps. Here's some cell phones. Here's some housing. Here's some money. You guys make yourself a home. You know what I mean? You guys just enjoy yourselves. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, hey, hey, I'm Mr. Austin down here. I'm, I'm trying to fly to a, another state inside the continental United States. Whoa, 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 peasant. You got to put facial recognition. We've got to make sure we know who you are because you already didn't know who I am. Because my name and my face and my driver's license number doesn't already match all my information. It's already in the system. You really got to do facial recognition on me to fly domestically? Really? Inside the United States? Really? Come on, guys. And, of course, they're coming out and they're saying, well, the pilot program is – it's voluntary. Passengers may opt out of the biometric screening. However, TSA can discriminate against individuals who prioritize their privacy, I guess. Passengers can be viewed as suspicious. TSA is trying to get broad public acceptance for the new pilot program. It says the government's not using the program to store people's biometric data. We're not storing it. But but the TSA did say the data is shared with the Department of Homeland Security and their science and technology uh, system, where it can be stored for 24 months. So we're not storing it. We're just storing it for 24 months. And we're not going to do anything with it. Obviously, you should trust us. This is for your safety, peasant. We're doing this to protect you because, you know, allegedly some guys got on a plane with box cutters and took over four planes simultaneously and crashed them into just about every single thing they could find. Oh, yeah. And they also these these one of the guys with a box cutter um, flew a Boeing 777 at treetop level through Washington, D.C. and punched a hole in the Pentagon the size of, you know, a Volkswagen. And, uh, yeah, he did all that. And. You know, of course, the plane exploded on site, but, you know, it punched a nice, like, 
20-foot diameter hole in the Pentagon. Um, but that same plane hit the Twin Towers and dropped it within 30 minutes in a controlled demolition drop because the plane, the fuel. But the same type of plane came in at treetop level at 200 miles an hour, which is virtually impossible with the amount of lift on that plane. And, uh, yeah, flew into the Pentagon right in the side. No fuselage, no turbines, no nothing. Just, you know, because it's science, guys. Believe what we tell you. <laughs> it's kind of ironic. Systematically enough with these things continually occurring, then you start reading articles like this about the railroad car loaded with 60,000 pounds of ammonium nitrate from explosive company Dino Noble. Left Cheyenne, Wyoming on April 12th, headed to California. Two weeks after leaving Cheyenne, the rail car arrived at a rail stop in the Mojave Desert where it was found to be completely empty. Uh, we don't know where 30 tons of ammonium nitrite disappeared to. All the seals were still intact on the rail car, and uh, it's an ongoing pending investigation. I can't possibly figure out what somebody would want to do with 30 tons of ammonium nitrate. Oh, that's right. Maybe false flag setup. Another domestic terrorist, just like you saw the video last night. If you guys saw this, a uh, alleged U-Haul truck with an alleged neo-Nazi skinhead with a alleged swastika flag drove a U-Haul into one of the barriers at the White House. And then uh, suddenly now he's being charged with uh, trying to kill or kidnap the president. They've already, I mean, they've already got a whole story lined up with this guy already now. Ironically enough, I don't know where you're planning on going in D.C. If you've ever been to D.C., the level of security there is insane. And the car, hard car barriers, security, military, machine guns. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to drive a U-Haul through the hard target barricades because, I mean, that works every time. Come on, guys. This happened right after this whole stuff that they pulled where you had the uh, the alleged white supremacist stomp around Washington, D.C. with American flags, completely escorted by police security the entire time, and then suddenly disappear in the subway. Just, oh, nothing to see here. Right after Biden talks about white supremacy is the, <laughs> the biggest threat to the United States right now. Man, theater. They do a good job at it. I'm not going to lie. The theater the theater's incredible. The, the storylines are pretty predictable, but the level of display that they continue to put on and <laughs> the degree at which they're willing to lie and propagandize the American population is – I mean it's, it's impressive. I'm not going to lie. What they're continually doing now, and they're holding the face, and they're holding their theater face the whole time, it's interesting to watch. But that is why we do what we do. This is why you do what you do. This is why we get the truth out there and allow people to make their own decision. I don't tell people what to think. I don't tell people how to feel. I don't tell people what to do. It's America. You can do whatever you want. What I will say, though, is that every person has a right to hear the truth, to hear both sides, and come to their own educated decision. And everybody has a right to be able to discuss things and have a debate. It's just part of a republic. So the concept of when we can't say anything, but they can say anything, doesn't fly with me. Doesn't roll in this country, especially doesn't work down here in Florida, because apparently now we're, <laughs> we're we're terrorist state, according to NBC. I I still get a giggle out of that one. I just I'm yeah I, I can't. <laughs> much, I'm not. I'm going to stop on that one. <laughs> also, too, in other news, I saw this is be very interesting. Speaking of strange things, uh, in London, England, now there's a BLM inspired theater production. Speaking of theater in London. And they have now stated that white visitors are told to stay away from the July 5th performance, July 5th performance. Um, white people are not allowed to come to this performance, apparently. It's a BLM-themed theater production, which 
more power to them. It's art, it's theater, whatever they want to do, could care less, as long as they're not burning down cities. I don't care what they do in theater. But ironically now, they're segregating, these groups are segregating themselves. Remember, this isn't just these BLM or Antifa groups. This is a concerted effort to try to race bait. They continually push this agenda to try to make people fight with one another instead of Hispanics, blacks, Asians, whites, all coming together and saying, listen, we all have the same enemy. We're all dealing with a domestic terrorist organization known as essentially the deep state made up of all these agencies. We have to stand together. We have to get the truth, and we have to wake up other people. They try to break everybody apart, and race is one of the easiest things to do because so many people fall prey to it because they're, they do, and they listen, and they say whatever they're told to parrot from the mainstream media instead of coming to their own conclusion saying this doesn't make any sense. Why, why is this agenda being pushed? Why are people falling for this? They simply go along with the line that they're told to go along with because that's what they're told to do. So continually make your own conclusion. Do your own research, my friends. I always encourage you to do that because the mainstream media, they don't tell you to do that. I still remember. I watched the video the other day. Somebody sent me a link to it of all these excerpts from mainstream media blatantly saying, that anybody that did not get vaccinated was an enemy of this country, that we had to be worried about the unvaccinated, that it was an un- a, a pandemic of the unvaccinated. How's that working out for everybody now? How's that working out for everybody that didn't get the shot? We are the paradigm. We are the complete opposite of what the narrative pushed. Everybody that stood up and said, no, I'm not going along with this nonsense. I'm not going to keep doing this. I'm not going to comply. We were the ones that made the difference, and that's why I've encouraged you to do the same because this is not over. This fight will not be over. You have to continually keep your heart and mind strong and your body as strong as you can because, as I've said before, somebody that's sick on the couch, can't get up, you're huffing and puffing up one flight of stairs, you're not going to be able to do much, not only from a physical standpoint, from a mental standpoint. You've got to be sharp. You've got to be acute. You've got to be aggressive. You have to continue to raise little Americans, protect your children at all costs. And by all means, really really have a serious debate with your family if you're talking about shopping at Target. I mean that sincerely. you got a company now that's selling tuck-friendly childhood swimsuits. You can't get much more perverted than that, guys, as far as directly grooming young children. You really can't as far as from a retail store on what you're selling and promoting. This isn't a sex shop. This isn't an adult store. This is Target. This is Target. The place we go to the supermarket, grab food or you know some clothes or toys, whatever. This is what they're promoting now. So again, come to your conclusion on it. Really ask yourself if that's a company you want to keep pumping money into, just like I've told you with Amazon, just like I've told you with Disney, just like I've told you with Starbucks. Support companies that are really strong in getting the truth out there, and that's why I really appreciate the support of Health Masters. I got an email the other day from a customer, and they were just discussing how – the show and the articles, they've continually been able to use it as ammunition to really help other people learn more because a lot of people really want to learn. I've found that now. A lot of people do. Now, some people, they want to stay willfully ignorant. They want to keep their head in the sand. And by all means, if that's what they want to do, that's their right. I don't agree with it, but hey, to each their own. But people are really starting to get intrigued with finding out what's happening. People's minds are starting to expand more. People are wanting to know. Because people that really went through it, especially the ones that were really hurt, maybe physically, maybe mentally, maybe socially during COVID, people want answers. And the more we keep digging and the more answers we keep finding, the more questions we keep getting about why. 
Why this happened? Why did that happen? Why are we told this? Why are we told that? And I promise you, COVID was so effective, they will not let that playbook go down the drain. They will repeat it again with a different name, with a different mantra, with a different narrative, but it'll be the same playbook. So continually keep your body strong, keep your mind strong, keep your friends and family strong. Stay active. By all means, understand and know how to defend your friends and family by any time, at anywhere, at any place. I mean, I've seen videos all the time, surveillance videos, body cam footage of people that, you know, were involved in stuff. And some people, they come to the right place, right time, and they stand up and they protect one another. Other people fall short. If you practice, if you basically have the knowledge, if you put forth the effort and you at least have the basic understanding on how to protect your friends and family and how to get the truth out there, you'll continually prevail in any situation. I encourage you to stay strong, my friends. If you need anything, Health Masters. Be sure to check out the website. Lots of sales and specials on there right now. Vote for the product of the week that you want to see win tomorrow. Last day for the vitamin C with antioxidants on sale for over 12% off on the front webpage, healthmasters.com. I appreciate you guys. Hope you enjoyed the show today. High paced as always. No commercials because I hate ads and I hate commercials. I'm not going to do that to my friends and family. You guys have a blessed, safe, awesome night, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.